You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Hey, did you notice my cup with my little Tim Talks uh, yes. on there? Yep, I saw that um, before. Your I also sister have made it, that for you. Yes, she did. I also have it on my car now, and I awesome. have it on my MacBook. The little awesome. Apple, you know, with the chunk out of it, I got it. Look, the Apple looks like he's saying Tim Talks. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So. I also have it on our uh, Baptist Ed website. Whenever it comes Ooh. live on August 1st, there's a and, link yeah. in there on the there front you go. page. I also have it on my alstone.ca. It's everywhere. Wow. I everywhere. also have it on our church website. I also have it in, as a skywriter um, over the beaches of California. And Not I've yet. got it on LinkedIn. Whoa. Man, we are everywhere. Yes. That's great. Seems good, like we good. should have more than two listeners. I know. You think, well, we did. We ran them all off. <laughs> Between our problems in recording and our bad jokes and you ripping on people, yeah, it's we've run Yeah, them exactly. All off. You're building up the audience and I'm chasing them away. That's what it is. Good cop, bad cop. I'm the good cop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty bad cop. You're a bad cop. We would be a good cop team. I think that'd be fun interrogating people. I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would stop laughing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. How you doing? Doing good? Yes, sir. Doing great. It's been, it's been a few days since we've seen each other, and now we're back. Yep. Yes, sir. Good. Looking forward as this airs. We're right in the middle of the Smite campaign. Oh, yeah. That's right. In we're, Cleveland, we're, Ohio. Oh, it is in Cleveland this year. That's why. Yes. Yep. Yeah. For the anniversary. For the 60th anniversary. And they rolled out all the big guns. Ooh. I won't tell you all of the bus drivers for Smite, but Uh-oh. one of them is Mawa. Yeah, one of them is Rich Foreman, Pastor Foreman. Really? One of them is Dr. Kevin Folger. No so, way. Yeah. He's, dri- he's driving the bus? Yeah. Yep. Does he have a license? He's got a scoop. Oh, yeah, man. He used to drive the, the road bus all the time. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's quite a lineup. Yeah. I feel cheated. I think we've only had eight accidents this week among wow. the three of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. As we're recording this, it's before it's might. So I'm yeah. just guessing is what's going on right now. Well, knowing Brother I Folger, can only imagine. <laughs> knowing Brother Folger. And some of the antics of days gone by. <laughs> I just pray that he doesn't take the bus to the gas station, number one. <laughs> number two, I hope he doesn't get it stuck in the mud. <laughs> we already talked about that today. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> Did he get all defensive again? <laughs> no, he was laughing about it. Good, good, good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Um, I'll be in Cleveland for the Saturday and Sunday of the anniversary. Oh. So, 
Yeah, I want to come Friday for the uh, HCS reunion dinner, but I can't make it. I'm preaching a camp and mm. uh, can't make it. So uh, I was disappointed. I'd love to have gone. It's been a long time since I've been there. With, yeah, I won't uh, be able to kids. make the Sunday, but we're going to try to make the HCS dinner. Oh, good, good. Well, tell everybody I said hi, would you? No. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Got to keep my reputation. Yeah, right. No, you don't want that reputation. <laughs> Speaking of reputation, we've got some teenagers that want to know how to witness to their friends who are coming out as homosexual, bisexual, and transgender. How yep. do you do that? How do you do it? That is so common to ask that. It's yeah. common to ask, how do I witness to my friends that are Catholic? How mm-hmm. do I witness to my friends that are Mormon? How do I witness to my friends that are atheists? How, right. uh, you know, I mean, just, yeah. I mean, we hear it all the time, and they're time. very good questions. And here's what we think we almost act like there's a Romans road for white people. Right. There's a different plan of salvation for, uh, you know, black and brown people. There's a different plan of salvation for people with a Ph.D. If you're going to be talking to somebody who's poor, well, then, you know, there's a different plan of salvation there. Almost like we have to tailor make it to what the person is when, man, the gospel is so universal. Yeah. I think that I think the struggle is how do you confront their sin issue? Do you confront that sin issue? I don't. No. I have witnessed to many. I mean, back way before the HIV medicines and everything else, uh, right. man, I, I was in a lot of what was called at that time AIDS wards. Right. You know, when somebody had AIDS, they'd sort of put them all in one one area. Uh, I mean, I. Many, many times I'd be giving somebody the gospel and I'd, man, I'd hold their hand, whether men or women or whatever. And and as they prayed to accept Christ as Savior, I I didn't need to go into that stuff. Now, uh, yeah, if they say that they haven't sinned, I wouldn't call out, well, what about homosexuality? You know, it's, uh, well, you never told a lie. You never, you know, hated somebody in your heart. Mm-hmm. You, you never wanted to steal something, whether you stole it or not. You never wanted to steal it. I mean, there, there's the gospel is universal. That's where we start. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's no differentiating. People are people, right? And sin is sin. And I don't, I don't even think about that stuff when I'm talking to people because I neither. don't know. You, I, you don't know. Yep. You don't know where it's going to go. And I think the fear is that they're going to say, "Well, what do you think about my homosexuality?" I just tell them. I, I don't think it's right. I don't. I think the Bible thinks it's wrong or says it's wrong, and I I skip over it quickly and say that. But that's not the issue. The issue is you're a sinner. You've you've done other things. I've done things. We're all sinners, and and here's the fact: God loves you, and God wants you for, for you to have the hope of eternal life. And we think that we have to straighten out their sin of homosexuality in that conversation of how to be saved, and we really don't. The Holy Spirit will take care of much of that the moment they get saved. He'll begin yes. to work in their hearts. Amen. And and we have to understand that we have the power of the Holy Spirit. We go in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I will tell you this. You better be prayed up. You Amen. better be well prayed up. 
And, and you should know your Bible. You should know what the Bible says. If you're going to deal with those things, Romans chapter 1 is the chapter that you need to read and know and understand what God says. He's, he's against that stuff. He's not, he's not for it at all. And he said that he gives those up to a reprobate mind. He gives some of them up to a place where he understands that they're going to be very combative sometimes. They're going to be very hateful. Uh, they may not want to receive the things of God. But I've met people like that that were heterosexual or whatever. So that's not the issue. The issue is they have a soul. They need to get saved. You have a gospel message. That gospel message has never changed. It's never been altered for anybody. It's always the same. Jesus loves you. You need to get saved. He's your Savior. Call on Christ. That's the message we have to give. Yeah, um, we should not allow us, as best we can, we should not allow to get sidetracked from the major issue. The major right. issue is not the kind of sin, the type of sin, the brand of sin, the volume of sin. You know, yeah. you're talking to somebody in a prison. I've never said, yeah. now you're a real sinner. Me, right. I'm a sinner. But you, you're a real sinner. And right. you know how really you're a sinner. No, it, it's, it's I, I don't gloss over it. If somebody's going to ask me a question, here's what I normally, a general response. You know, somebody says, well, well, what about I saw this guy on TV one time? No matter what the question is, it's, you know, that's a good question. If you let me get through this part and try to explain what I'm talking about, if you remind me, I'll answer mm -hmm. that question as honestly as I can later. That's good. Be That's because, good. Uh, you know, if you can keep it on track, and then if they do remind you, fine. If they don't remind you, then then fine. But right. the main thing is, you know, Satan does not want them to get saved. Satan doesn't even want to hear the, get them to hear the gospel. Mm -hmm. God wants them to hear the gospel. Yeah. And so if that's the most important thing, it is not the type of sin, the volume of sin, whether you're a real bad sinner or not too bad of a sinner. You know, it, the whole point is you've sinned. Here yeah. is, here's your need. You need to hear this message. And so sometimes we get very concerned. And, and I know, I think more often than not, college students do this mm -hmm. more, more than even high school students. Because, uh, you know, you're, you're in a lot of classes where uh, they instigate or, you know, incorporate debate, you know, you know this, this point, that point, uh, you know, point, counterpoint kind of uh, discussions. And so a lot of college students feel like they've got to know apologetics. They've got to uh, be able to, you know, be able to give a good answer. But, okay, let's say you win your debate but you lose the soul. Yeah. The point is yeah. not winning the debate and making sure you are the winner. The point is, man, you want them to understand that God loves them and they are terrible because you're terrible too before right. you got saved. And God loves every one of us no matter how rotten we are on the inside. I, I like this. I, I think as we have a preconceived idea of what's going to happen, I think a lot of times they have a preconceived idea Absolutely that right. we're going to hate them and we're going to damn them to hell and you know we're going to be nasty about it. I love to catch them off guard by saying, you know what, I really love yeah. you and appreciate you. 
and and I don't understand some of the things that you're doing, just like you don't understand why I'm doing this. Yep. And then I've, I've got to say that I really probably have more desire and compassion towards those folks because I understand what it takes for someone to get into that position or frame of mind of life. I know that there's been some terrible things probably happen in their life. They've had some some bad instruction. They've had a bad circumstance. And I feel a great compassion for those people and understand that they are looking for something and can't find an answer for it. And I've said that many, many times in my preaching. I, I, it's a stronghold for me that there's something missing and they are looking to those things to find answer. And someone said to me the other day, and I thought this was a great point, and in fact, I just saw someone else talk about this tonight, that the world is very angry right now. We're in a very, very violent world and a very a disgruntled world. And I think that as I look back over my life, I don't remember people being like that when I was younger. And I think because we had an influence of the gospel, we had the Bible, we had God as the creator. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, all those things. And that's what's missing in people's lives because there's no influence of the Holy Spirit in a lot of people's lives. And I think we have a lot of young people, college age, teenage years, young adults that are getting involved in homosexuality and the transgender movement and all of those things. Um the bisexual uh, crowd because they they're looking for peace, love and contentment and they can't find it in the world. So they try it there. Well, get in the way back machine. And uh, did you ever do anything as a teenager or a young adult just for the value of shock value? Oh, all the time. So it isn't necessarily that somebody even believes what they're doing. Sometimes yeah. they love just saying things just to see people get all, you know, right. cattywampus, you know, like, oh, I, don't, I don't know how to answer this, you know, and it doesn't mean whether whether they say they are, they are or not. You know, sometimes people just love to do it for shock value. I mean, you know, there there's teens that whether they're telling the truth or lying, they're yeah. mad and so they want to embarrass their parents and so they'll say i'm not even a virgin you know how do you like that whether it's true or not just right just because they're they're angry about something they're upset about something they didn't get something that they wanted and and so just the shock value sometimes yeah let me help some folks out here brother woven's in the wayback machine and the word catawampus Cattywampus? Yeah, I, I don't know if that's even a real word. Yeah, but. I, yeah I'm gonna, I got to give it to you, though, because that's that's not a word we hear very often, for sure. <laughs> well, I, this I generation native... doesn't hear very often, that's for sure. No, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. <laughs> yeah, I remember talking to some kids that were gothic. They had dark eyeliner, yeah. you know, dark circles around their eyes, dark clothing, dark hair, and talking to them. And they said, we just wanted to get your attention. Yeah, we knew that we knew if we stood out in a crowd, we'd get your attention. And uh, I had a great conversation with them. But it's the same thing. I think there are yeah. a lot of teenagers that just want to be accepted or want attention, right. and that's what that's what they're doing. I, I've talked to some kids. They'll say, oh, "I'm I'm a you know I'm a lesbian." A girl told me, "I'm a lesbian." I said, "What's a lesbian?" She had no idea. 
She just, she just <laughs> liked the word. Well, I, I like girls. That's what that means. You like girls. I said, so if I like girls and I'm a lesbian? Well, well, well no. She, she had no idea. No idea what it really meant. So, and I think there's a lot of kids that get involved in that stuff. Just they want to be part of the, you know, the big scene or the big movement or whatever. So that's part of it. But they need the Lord. I, I remember over the years, both as a teenager and as a youth director, talking to uh, teens, and I'd go, you know, whether something came up, I would never start the accusation. But if if something came up, you know, hey, well, what do you think of my, you know, outfit? Whether it was goth or whatever it was, you know, right. spiked hair, what, it, whatever, when the nose rings just started, and I'd say, oh, well, how, how come you dress that way? And so many times they'd say, because I want to be my own person. Awesome. <laughs> you want to be a new, in, an individual. Yeah. And, and I'd say, well, how about you? You know, yeah, I want to be an individual. And, you know, six, seven, eight people, they're all dressed the same way. I said, right. well, wait, you're not individuals. You're all the same. As I look at you and you look at me, who's the individual? Yeah, <laughs> I used right. to have fun with that. I mean, that's right. not that you're doing it as a, you know, just trying to get somebody angry, but just to yeah. get them to think, you know. I had a group of kids one time, and this is a little bit different, but um, there were a bunch of guys, and they were, you know, all tough guys. And I said, uh, "Who's the toughest guy in this crowd?" And the guy, this guy said, "I am." And this other guy said, "No, I am." And this other guy said, "No, no, no, I am." And I said, Real. "I said, who's the toughest guy?" And I asked the other guys, and they all said, "Well, this one guy." And I said, "Are you tough?" He goes, "Oh, I'm tough." I said, "Okay, I'm going to go down to the mall." And I'm going to do some preaching down there. And I want you to come down with me. And I want you to stand beside me and say amen when I tell you to, if you're so tough. And they'd all, no way, man. I'm not doing that. I'm not going down there and doing that. And you're not so tough, are you? I guess yeah. I'm the toughest guy here. So, you know, just to throw them off. And and sometimes that that is part of salvation, just throwing people off, getting their, getting their mind off what they think, you know, about themselves or whatever, to see what's really the issue the -hmm. issue is you want someone to love you you want someone to pay attention to you You you've got my attention accepted that's a big word amongst young people Mm -hmm. and college age Uh, especially i want the i want the acceptance of my peers peer pressure Mm -hmm. and so that's a big part of it and i tell them you've got my attention what do you what do you want me to answer for you what do you want me to what what do you want me to tell you and uh Start it that way. That's a great way to start the conversation as well. Yeah, I remember whenever you're saying that to a group of guys, and you said you're not that tough, are you? And then mm-hmm. whenever I visited you in the hospital, with two black guys yeah. and a broken nose. Yeah, he was tough. You, you said, yeah, he was pretty tough. Well, actually, she was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fair. I'm not allowed to hit girls. <laughs> I don't care if she was the Netherlands beauty champion. <laughs> I can't let that go. That's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, it just stay on the main theme. Now, if you feel like you, if you already know somebody's Catholic, if you already know somebody's maybe atheist or claims to be atheist, well, it wouldn't hurt to know a couple of Bible verses just to be able to uh, use in response. But right. again, it's not winning a debate with somebody. Just tell them the gospel. The gospel in itself, and it's purest form in the bible verses and explaining it it, you know 
I can't explain all of it, but I know this is what happened to me. That's what God's going to use, and get, that's what yeah. God, God's going to take. And just because somebody does not make a decision right then does not mean that that God has not taken that and will continue to use that upon their heart to draw them right. to salvation. Right, right. To me, the best thing you can do is share with people your testimony. Amen. Let them, let them know that you got saved and why you got saved. Amen. To me, that that's the best thing in the world. Yep. You know your testimony, and you know the verses that somebody Amen. used with you. And if you just share with them, listen, I was in a very similar situation as you, and somebody showed this to me, and it changed my life forever. You can't lose with that. You Amen. You can't lose with that. Good way to start. Wow. Hey, how about this? How about for Friday? Um, we talk about teenagers dealing with other Christian teenagers. Um, sometimes, sometimes there's conflict within a youth group, a college class, where people are trying to uh, not try to win people to Christ, but maybe live a stronger Christian life. And sometimes there's opposition to that within a youth group or a college setting. Um, maybe even sometimes amongst adults in a church where they, they, they want to live for the Lord and there's some opposition or maybe people make fun of that. Maybe we could talk about how to break into a new youth group, some of those things. Would that work for you? Works for me. All right. That's what we're going to do. We'll do it Friday. Well, awesome. Great day today. Great, uh, great discussion. Good idea. And I hope it's a help. And if you need more help, listen, talk to your pastor, talk to your youth pastor. Amen. Let them know. I want to be a soul winner. I want to talk to my friends. Help me. Uh, take your youth pastor with you. Uh, I know he'd be happy to do that. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe another uh, leader in the church, somebody that can help you with that. But tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm Al Stone. I love talking to people about Jesus. Amen. I was thrilled to a couple of weeks ago be able to tell somebody about Christ. A grown man who wept when he received the good news of Jesus Amen. Christ. He was searching. And I'm telling you, people are searching. Uh, Brother Wolven, I didn't even tell you this off air, but I got to witness to my neighbors again last night. They said, Amen. hey, we, we want to come to church with you. And I was in Peterborough, and um, as I mentioned Monday, and a couple said, we have some friends in St. Thomas that haven't gone to church for a very long time. They've not gone since COVID. Would you go visit them? I said, absolutely. I found out they're neighbors of my daughter, Kayla, and my son-in-law, oh, Derek. Oh, wow. So they're just down the street. So I'm I'm going to go see them and talk to them about the Lord and see if we can Amen. get them to church. So some good things are happening. I praise the Lord Amen. for that. Amen. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, please be praying for issue one to pass. Yes on issue one is what we're praying and hoping for. And then make sure that you please give us a rating, a review, and make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. There you go. And to all our new listeners, thank you for being with us. Make sure you share. Let people know. We're glad to have you along. This is the Tim Talks, the number one non-preaching independent fundamental Baptist podcast of all time. Unbelievable. Great <laughs> you things. forgot how it ends. <laughs> I got so excited that we're number one, I couldn't think of the rest. <laughs> you, you still had that uh, Miss America, no, the Netherlands yeah. beauty pageant no, winner on your mind. That's what it was. Yeah. And and if you're to die today, do you know for sure that you go to heaven? God bless you. <laughs> Have a nice day. This is Tim Talks. See you on Friday. Have a great day, eh? You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.